Sedan so LZ Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Sean McVay, head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, going to join us here in just a second. I did see that high school sports, and well, not just high school sports, but uh, California is going to allow outdoor youth and adult sports to resume Friday, but high school sports as well, Scott, right? Particularly high school football. I know that uh, high school football programs really all over L.A., uh, and, and Orange County, and San Diego County, I mean, really all throughout Southern California, are getting ready to start practicing tomorrow with games starting, I've seen March 6th, and I've seen March 11th or 13th. So it looks like, you know, all of these coaches who band together and said, we're going to do what coaches do, we're going to develop a game plan, we're going to go to Sacramento, we're going to talk to the governor. I mean, they actually did everything they said they were going to do, and they got the governor to take the meeting, and high school sports looks like it's coming back before school comes back. I mean, listen, I don't, I, I don't want to disparage the kids, I don't, but I don't care. I do care. Can I play ball again in Venice Beach? Is this what this means? <laughs> can I, I get guess. my – I think I'm going to take the yellow tape off the court so we can ball again. Is that what I'm hearing you saying? Adult recreational sports um, are included here. So it includes, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, let me see. <laughs> According to yeah. California Public Health Department, uh, the guidance applies to all organized youth sports and recreation, including school and community-sponsored programs, privately organized clubs, and leagues and adult recreational sports hereafter youth and adult sports. The guidance does not apply to collegiate or professional sports. Additionally, the guidance does not apply to community events such as marathons, half marathons, and endurance races. Mm-hmm. Your boy is back. So there you go. Your boy uh, speak, is back. Speaking of our boy is back, our boy Sean McVay is back, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams joins us here. Sean, always good to talk to you, brother. So um, here's the deal. We had your buddy Raheem, Mor- Raheem Morris on recently, okay? And oh, yeah. He revealed something to us, Sean, and we thought, you know, we thought we were all close around here with you, but he revealed something because he goes way back with you that we didn't know about you. So here's what he revealed. He's actually a phenomenal dancer. If you get him in the right setting and you get him in the right place, um, particularly you can see him do some things that are pretty special. Um, he oh, thinks wow. he's Justin Timberlake. He got a little stuff to him. Um, that might surprise you a little bit. I'm not sure if you, uh, if you know whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hold up, hold, hold up. Hit the pause. Doesn't surprise hold me. up one second. Is he on a John B. level of, of white I mean, dude? Or is he? Hey, the guy's got... The guy's got some flow, but give me my, give me my other option. When you make, when you mix it, John B. You know, you're talking about one of the coolest white dudes. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So in the R&B, in the R&B, uh, in the R&B move, but I, I give me another option there. So so does John B. You know, below that is let's say M. Below that, let's say Justin Timberlake. Then below that, let's say the dude from like Color Me Bad. <laughs> I want to sex you up. He's a mixture. He's he's a mixture of swag um, with with definitely Justin. You know, so you can put him on a Justin swag. Huh. Um, you can put the dance moves, a little bit of mix of Justin, and a little bit of a corniness flow to it that makes it feel good. Up to color me bad. So, um, you can you can put him on all those levels. Um, but when you put us together, you definitely can get the holy grail. So McVeigh, it sounds like you could have been in like a boy band, according to Raheem Morris. <laughs> hey, like John B would say, they don't know. Oh! Oh! <laughs> You've been holding back on us, dog. You've been holding back <laughs> on us, son. People say, "Don't listen to what people say." You know, I'm just telling you. Everybody can find a little rhythm with a little liquid courage, LZ. 
Ah, you see, that's it right there. Because if you listen to what Raheem was saying, he's like, you put him in the right space, you get him in the right... Yeah, you just put a little bit of vodka in him and watch him go. It doesn't take much. I'm just telling you that. I've never stepping all over. I'm never saying your first and last name ever again. See, I was saying Sean McVay because I had you in a certain space. But now I'm calling you S. Boogie. Your name is S. Boogie now, dog. I didn't know. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I love it. That's great. Hey, I'll tell you what. Raheem is fun, though, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah. he's great. He is going to add so much to our coaching staff. I can't even tell you the way that he's already affected our building, and these players are going to love him. He is the real deal, and you guys, I mean, he's such a big addition to us. I, I can't say enough good things about him. You guys seem to have an amazing rapport. Obviously, you have all this history. We all know he's extremely talented. This might sound like a you know a sort of question, but why didn't you bring him in before? <laughs> I tried. I would. I tried. Oh no! If he wasn't Atlanta a couple years ago, he would have been here a year ago. So, this is uh, this is just an opportunity. He was already taken and under contract with the Falcons, and um, you know, really, he's been like a big brother. He's been a mentor of mine, and a lot of the things that that I've learned foundationally about the defensive side of the ball are from him. But just you know, watching the way he leads, the charisma, the presence he has. You know, all the things that I think are, are really important for coaches to, to possess. I mean, he's checking all those boxes. But the most important thing is watching the way that he just connects people. Even just being in these defensive staff meetings and really our staff meetings as a whole, um, he just got such a good juice about himself that's real, that's authentic, and there's a capacity, there's a command, there's the character to pour into people. I, I mean, it, it's it really has brought uh, you know a level of excitement just being around him again. I, I I forget how much I love the guy. Hey Sean, do you talk at all to him about you know you were very young when you got your first head coaching opportunity? He was also very young. Um, you had instant success. It wasn't quite like that for him in Tampa. Uh, and I'm just wondering, you know, what he what you guys may have talked about regarding young coaches, first opportunities, and what he's gro- how he's grown as a coach since that, that time. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about that stuff for so long, even when he was a head coach, hanging out at his place in Tampa, and then some of the, his, our experiences together in Washington. But, you know, people forget he won 10 games his second year. You know, mm-hmm. they were like one of the few teams in NFL history that ended up winning 10 games that, that ended up missing the playoffs that year just because of the way that it fell. But they did a lot of great things. His second year, they started out four and two his last year, but he's a special coach. He's got such great wisdom, and we connect on so many different levels. But it, it really is a blessing to have him here, and, and I'm I'm really thankful for that. Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, joining us here on Sedano LZ and Cap. Uh, Sean, and I know you can't get into specifics, so I won't ask you specifics about anything at the quarterback position. But um, the league in general uh, has had a storm take over it. Uh, as far as quarterbacks and moving to different places, right? There are quarterbacks that already have moved. Uh, there are quarterbacks that are trying to move. Um, you've been in the league now for a long time. Like, how surprised at you at the, the, the amount of mobility there has been at that particular position this offseason? Yeah, I, I can say, just like you're saying, George, you know, we've never seen anything quite like this, especially when you're talking about the caliber of players that – have really established themselves in their in their current organizations or ones that they might potentially be moving to. And so it's like nothing we've seen before, but, um, you know, even when you look at just, 
you know, one of the arguably now, I mean, I don't think there's any debate, you know, the greatest of all time. He leaves after he's won six in New England, goes and immediately has the impact where, where he wins his seventh and helps the Tampa Bay organization do some really special things. And so when you see examples like that, I, I think uh, there's a lot of elements of a copycat league or, or how quickly the right guy at the switch can potentially turn it around. And, um, you know, it, it certainly is something that we've never seen before. That's for sure. Um, S Boogie. <laughs> S Boogie, I love it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's on now, bro. It, yeah, it, oh, it's, no it's, doubt. It's, yeah, like, yeah, that's like, it. Like, it, it. You are forever. That is going to be a promo that's going to run on this station for the rest of eternity. <laughs> for the rest of eternity. Because I, I, I'm not offended. It's just we've been at a party together. We've drank and talked football together during the Super Bowl. You've yeah. never had any indication to me that you got down like that. But now that I see a different layer of you, I see you in a different light. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point, LZ. Yeah. I know, Sean, I saw you at a playoff game, an NBA playoff game. We were chatting. You know, we were having adult libations. And, yeah, that, that never crossed my mind. Answer the man's question, Sean. So, so, hey, so, hey, listen. We can, there, there's a lot of layers we can peel back. I, I just got to pick and choose my spots accordingly. <laughs> Does the fiancé know who's S Boogie is, or does she still talk to Sean McVay? Listen, she got to know S Boogie immediately. How do you think I got her? Oh, oh there, there we go. go. There you go, big dog. There you go, big dog. So so, the, so, I understand that you can't talk about the current construction of the team for a variety of reasons, and that's you, fine you, and dandy. He can't talk, but, LZ, about, about, um, about uh, Sat Mafford. He can't talk about that no, person. No, no, yes. cannot. How, yeah. how, how, however... There is a free agent out there by the name of J.J. Watt. Mm. And we've already had the number one defense. Is J.J. a player of interest? Well, I think it would be silly to say no, but if you could figure out how we could be able to acquire him and be under this cap that they're projecting, man, we need to fi- we need to hire you immediately. <laughs> oh, well, we're just going to get a GoFundMe account. We got you. <laughs> we got you. Well, give me a break, man. I mean, everybody, you know, thinks that the Rams got themselves tied up into certain contracts, and thus far, you know, uh, people are are following. You talk about copycat, following what you guys have done. So, I don't know. You guys always seem to find a way to get what you want, Coach. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of elements that that lead the decisions or the tough decisions that we've had to make, but. Everything is what we think is is best in the moment, and and certainly there's some things that don't always work out the way that you want. But I do feel uh, a, a lot of excitement. Really uh, looking forward to what I think this year's team can be. You know, you start over every single year. You don't just show back up in the playoffs and give yourself a chance to move past the divisional round, but. I do think we've got a lot of the right core pieces in place that we expect to be uh, big-time leaders and helping us get back to where we want to go. Hey, so let me ask you this, Sean. You mentioned about Brady winning the Super Bowl. Um, did, how much of it did you watch? Because I know some coaches, once your team loses, especially in the playoffs, a close game like you guys have, some guys just detach a little bit. Um, how much of that did you watch? And, and did you find yourself thinking, man, that could have been us or should have been us there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not one of those guys. I mean, I love the game. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, I can appreciate watching it. You know, obviously it was just really disappointing the way that our season ended. But, no, I'm, I'm watching the games. I'm, I'm into it. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can think about that. I think what you, you do have is an excitement and a confidence in what potentially can occur. But 
like I said, you know, you don't just show up there. But I was really impressed with just the way that Tampa peaked at the right time. They found their identity. They did a great job of playing complimentary football. And, you know, they didn't let some of the setbacks that occurred to them in the regular season affect the way that they finished out. And they kind of ignored some of the narratives that when they ended up losing a couple in a row, when we beat them on Monday night, they lose to the Chiefs. You know, there was a lot of negative noise out there. And to their credit, they just uh, they kept believing in themselves. They peaked at the right time, and now they're world champs. Coach, um, LZ said fiancé earlier, so I'm just going to come right out and ask. I'm curious. Um, you getting married sometime soon? Like, what's going to be oh, here? This is a, oh, this question. Uh, here we go. Here we go here again. We go. It hey, wasn't us. Oh, as are. Boogie, it wasn't us. Hey, it wasn't, yeah, us. It wasn't me and LZ Coach? this time. Coach, yeah. Kaplan, hey, we, first we time are. being with you tonight on this on the show, okay? Um, so I'm, I, I, if this is an answer that you've already given, you'll have to forgive <laughs> me. But I just, I'm curious. I'm, I'm sure everybody else is. Yeah, yeah. Where are we on the fiance. calendar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's it's on the calendar. End of June. Um, oh. With uh, unless COVID gets in the way, where that's what we're scheduled at the end of June, and it's uh, it's going to be a great day. All right. Wow, I'm glad, I'm glad we're, Scott we're asked. Yeah, Scott, yeah, I'm glad you asked because we didn't you. know end of June. We didn't get that answer last time Sean okay, was on. Okay. And, and do we have plans as to where? Uh, I mean, I'm curious. He's trying to get invited as Boogie. Those, He's trying to get invited. That, you know, I I, uh, I will say, you know, that it's all up in the air with, uh, with it being out here. And so... I, you know what? I'm probably going to go home and we're going to talk about this and I'm going to see how stressed out I am about uh, all this money and different things like that for uh, for the upcoming date. <laughs> what do you mean stressed out about money? I know, right? What Come are you on. talking Come about? On. What are we, we doing? doing? A $5 million wedding? We know who your boss I, I, is. Yeah, come on. Take it back. You know what? I didn't mean it. I'm just so excited about talking about all the details and all of it. I'm really looking forward to it. Listen, man, all you got to do is say yes to everything she wants, and then you make sure you go to the tasting because that's where they got the booze and the food, and you're good on the rest of it. Trust me. Oh, no. it's You know what? She's been unbelievable. She has taken the leadership in this, and uh, that is the advice that I have consistently received, and that is the advice that I'm going to follow. So That's right. we're we're on the same page there, George, and it, it really will. You know, I, I really am excited about it. It's it's been an interesting thing navigating through being engaged during COVID. Are we going to be able to have it? Are we not? And I'm hopeful that there won't be any setbacks with this at the end of June. And uh, there's a lot of people, you know, including myself and Veronica, and, and a lot of our family and friends that are excited about this and. I'm just hopeful that it'll that there won't be any uh, glitches in this as we're getting closer and closer to the date. What kind of what kind of ceremony is Veronica composing? Are you guys? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kind of curious because it. because now that I know he's quoting John B, I feel like we're closer now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, yeah. are, are are you are you are you looking to do a secular sor- ceremony? It's going to be very religious. Um, you know, I'm just sort of, is it, you know, in a church? Is it like, yeah. you know, a, a swanky spot? Like, right. How about a nice synagogue? A nice synagogue would be lovely. Band, band or DJ yeah. or both? Yeah. Christian wedding. You know, a non-denominational Christian wedding. And so it'll be uh, it'll be a fun, you know, with a good little ceremony. And then uh, we'll, we'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun. It'll, it'll be good. I think everybody that'll be there will really enjoy themselves. All right, listen. 
we need video of when you're dancing, though, okay? <laughs> because this is this now that we know that you you know we have S Boogie on the line. We need we got somebody. I don't know if it's Les Snead, whoever whoever at the organization is invited. We're gonna LZ and Scott and I are going to do our due diligence as reporters to find out who's going to be there, so we can make sure that that video is released to Sports Center, so the world can see <laughs> S Boogie. Yeah, chances are TMZ will get it before any of us. I think Raheem's got to provide that video. Okay, there you go. We're going to get Raheem on it on the case. So, Sean, thank you so much for always making time for us and our shenanigans, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. Way to go, Coach. All right, man. Take care. There he is, Sean McVay with us here. Now, when I asked him about about wedding, you guys both had that reaction. Like, oh, no. Well, because we keep peppering him. Every Mm -hmm. time he's been on for, like, the last year, (laughs) we ask him the same question. So, But you got an answer. You got an actual date, which we had never gotten. Yeah, just push me into things like when you say, hey, we've asked this 100 times and he hasn't given us what we want. Just push me into it and I'll just act like innocent. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I had no right. idea that they no. asked 100 okay. times. No, you, you absolutely did that. You wedged yourself right in there perfectly. You were like the wedge buster, actually. That's what you did right there. Um, you, yeah, exactly. All no, right. you're, not, you're not a bit destroyer. You're a wedge buster. <laughs> there like you go. That. That's a new nickname now. You've moved on. You've graduated. All right, that was Sean McVay. All right, coming up next, let's talk about what Sean had to discuss. There was some football stuff there uh, that we can get to. Plus, Lakers therapy session. What are you upset about? Okay, what is driving you nuts? We got the leather couch here for you. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We're going to be back in three minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano, LZ, and Cap. LZ had to run. After the Sean McVay interview, Sean was a blast. Great job, Cap. You got the uh, wedding month for us. Yeah, I like Sean McVay very much. I really do. Um, I know that during the football season, there were a lot of Rams fans that were saying, dude, you're, you're really hypercritical on the guy. And I'm like, listen, I think that everybody um, is fair game, and I don't think anybody's above it. Uh, people are talking about LeBron James right now, George. Like, he's 36. He's tired. He can't carry this team on his back. He's not the guy who can do that anymore. I mean, people are people are questioning LeBron. Um, not above it. People have questions. Well, I'm with you. I don't believe there are any sacred cows. Like, I don't believe in that. And by the way, Sean is a big boy. I, we've asked him some tough-ass questions in the past. So I, he can I, handle it. Yeah, he absolutely yeah, can handle it. He can handle it. Listen, I, I, we didn't get to it because I think it's the offseason and just yeah. kind of messing around and mm-hmm. whatever. But I would ask him, and I'm, I'm, I would be curious to hear what he had to say about it. You know, with these coaches get into the offseason, and they have so much time on their hands all of a sudden because it's not the regular season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still work like animals, these guys. I mean, they're still in there every day. They're breaking yeah. down film. They're preparing for draft choices. In the case of the Rams, they don't have to worry about it. But th- they are still working, and they're breaking down film and what happened this past season. And, you know, there were a couple of points during the year where 
they had first and goal on the one yard line and ran the ball four straight times and didn't get in. And I'm just, I would love to know that when they self scout and they look at their play calling and they look at their decision making and they look at the down and distance and the situation, what they've, what they've thought about, you know, and uh, maybe it's, Hey, our players aren't good enough or Hey, maybe our play calling isn't good enough or right. So it's just, it's, but I think that in the off season right now, I'm more interested in, dude, when are you actually getting married? Then have you self scouted your goal line? Sure. Offense? A hundred percent. I agree because these guys are human and, and look, he, you know, he, I always, and LC has done this too in the past as well. Like we've built this relationship over a long time with him specifically. Um, when he first got hired, he used to come in studio with us all the time when it was me and LZ and key. And we, um, you know, we kind of built that trust and that relationship with him. And we will call him out on stuff. Like, I will literally, and Greg can attest to this, I will say, Sean, you're giving me coach speak. Like, give me something real here. Like, don't give me that. Just like we did with Les uh, a while back. Like, it, it's just – you, it, and, and they can handle it. So for fans that get on you or anyone for criticism or anything like that, these are relationships with people that we actually know. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a little different. It's not like it's someone we don't know or haven't been in contact with. And nonetheless, the job here is, a, is at times, can be a tough one because it is to opine, right? And sometimes that doesn't mean you're going to cheerlead. Um, yeah, more often than not. <laughs> you know, and, and, and let me tell you something, George. I feel kind of dumb right now for all Why? the cheerleading I was doing um, because when the Lakers were running off wins, I was saying, because a lot of people were saying, yeah, but they're not playing real well, and they're not playing against good teams, and they're not, they're not really taking care of business. You know, They're having to go to overtime, double overtime. LeBron's mm -hmm. playing 40-plus minutes a night. Um, I kind of kept thinking that they're fine. It's okay. Right. They're winning these close games, which is really good news. Um, LeBron can carry everybody on his shoulders, and I'm starting to feel like um, like I pumped all this uh, positivity of, look what they've done, look how much better they are, look how much younger they are, and um, I'm kind of looking back on that now going, you know what? Maybe they should have kept last year's championship team together and said, guys, let's go make another run. They all said, no, we're actually getting younger and better, and now I don't think they are. But 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 by the way, from an emotional standpoint, if AD were completely healthy, I might be sitting here today going, gosh, isn't it great the way they moved those guys out and brought these guys in? Aren't they yeah. so much better? Yeah, all of it is just based on perspective, right? Like, I think that that's just all it is and and circumstances. and But that's life, man. Like, you know, one one move, one different step, right? changes the outlook on a lot of different things because it creates a chain reaction of things, right? Like, that's just how, how life works. Um, Greg already wants us to break. We've only been on for five minutes. Yeah, no, we got our five minutes. We're trying to get back on the clock, but I'm just. We will. We'll be fine. We got uh, Slee and, and we got Travin the Slee after us today. Um, yeah, but I just want to know where how Scott got. We were Scott was sitting there talking about how Sean McVay and how you guys were talking about how you have built this relationship and Sean McVay and how he was talking about him, and then somehow it turned into Lakers talk, and I was just confused how he got from McVay. It was called a segue. It was a very. It was a very quick segue yeah he was talking because we were talking about the 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 way people were overreacting to some of the things that he was saying about sean during the season okay, or the Rams fair enough. during the season did you and, like answer a text in the middle of all this and maybe you stopped paying attention <laughs> yeah all right i was no, just gonna I say it, it was easy hey, to follow for like me. john b would say they don't know 
Yeah, yeah clearly you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Greg, did you all of a sudden like go, hey, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me think about what we're going to order well, for dinner tonight. You know? it, it, no, no. In, in Greg's defense, there was a SWAT team outside of his house a little while ago. So <laughs> what, what the hell happened outside your house? Yeah, I don't know. I I got a text from my from my girlfriend Michelle. She was sending. She just sent me this like this is outside of our apartment right now, and it was a guy in full gear, like Scott was saying, Scott SEAL Team Six type guys with a full on um, bulletproof vest, big old guns, and I don't know what was going on, but apparently uh, somebody broke into somebody's car and then a couple months ago, but came back. And we're hanging out in somebody's apartment. It was—it's very strange what's happening okay. right here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Be careful. It's one thing say. when you see like uniformed police officers um, in a car, and then you know if they happen to you know have their gun, you're like—I mean—drawn. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? But when you see guys in like full military fatigues on your street, and they are strapped like they're going into the mountains of Afghanistan, you're like, what the hell's going on? What, what's happening out here? Yeah. Yo, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was like that picture you sent was scary looking, like with the 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 uh, the SWAT team looking like it was outside your house. Yeah, it was. Uh, I would be afraid. I wouldn't go outside, is what I would say right now. <laughs> no, I kept my kids inside. I was like, hey, make sure the yeah. girls are inside. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need yeah. anybody out there around that. Um, all right. Well, we will get back to Lakers talk here a little bit because we did. We have been doing the Lakers therapy session, so we're gonna. Oh, the lines are open again. All right, we've done this a couple times. Uh, you know, once an hour basically. Uh, a lot of people are upset. Four in a row, they've lost. They haven't looked good. Yesterday was a disaster. Let's just call it what it is. And, and we are here. The leather couch is open, right? We're going to allow you to lay down. We're going to allow you to vent. We're going to try to create solutions for you, kind of help you cope through this situation. Hit us up at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Phone lines are open for you. We're back in three minutes. Sedano, LZ, and Cap, 710-ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Chivato! <laughs> he he it, just doesn't mention that he's the one that told me to, to contact him directly. No, I told you. You are falling into the trap. You are like in like the Looney Tunes cartoon. Um, you're like the Roadrunner. And like uh, Wiley Coyote, you're like Wiley Coyote right now, and he's the Roadrunner. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, usually I like to be the puppet master and uh, stick my hand up somebody's backside yeah. and put my hand up there, hey, you know. And yeah. then, uh, and then, oh, you know, boy. I'm the ventriloquist. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, he um, he's got the acne. Uh, was it acne uh, anvil like falling yeah. on you like yeah. that? That <laughs> that's what's happening. That kids is a really old person's reference. I just realized. But uh, well, what yeah. was even better about the reference was instead of calling it acme, you called, called it, it acne, acne first. which was even yeah. better. That was yeah. awesome. That was yes. great. Acme. It was acme. Are you going to uh, put everybody back on the Sedano therapy couch? Yeah. couch? Let's do that. Let, okay. Let's do that. Let's go to Tony in L.A. What's up, Tony? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Each fan doing post right now, but I don't understand why the Lakers are not playing small ball right now. 
that's the only thing I have. Like, I'm, that's like the only concern I really have right now. It's hey, Tony, Tony, are you, I can't really understand. What, what are you saying, Tony? Tony, can you hear me, Tony? Hey, wait, come on. The man, the man's trying to talk to us. That's can't so understand funny. a word he's saying. It's I can understand him. Tony, go ahead. Are you there? Oh, I'm sorry about that. What up? I probably have my mask on. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it's all good. See, Cap, the man went, hold on, hold on, Tony, hold on. See, he was just trying to be a responsible human being, and you made fun of him. I appreciate that. That's lovely of Tony, but Tony, if you want us to understand a word (laughs) you're saying, and everybody who's listening is like, I can't understand a word he's saying, I just want to know what you're saying, brother, that's all. Yeah, but I just don't understand why we're not playing small ball. Last year when we played Houston in the playoffs, obviously we, we, we showed that we actually played way better small ball than they can, and they were racking up a lot of wins. Like, the first thing we have to do is get Marcus Gasol out of there, put him in the bench, put Marquise Morris, knowing that he's actually a strong guy, he got muscle, he can shoot the three, and we can just spread everybody out. And at the, at the same time, we gave LeBron James and Lane all the way to the basket. And THT, the same thing. Hopefully when we get Shooter back, it solves a little bit of those problems, but one thing I do think we should do is play small ball. That's about it. Yeah, the problem with small ball, and thank you for the call, Tony, and stay healthy and stay safe. You can put your mask back on. Very good um, job of clarifying everything, Tony. Nice work, sir. Um, the problem with small ball, Scott, is that if you play with um, Montrez at at the center, then you've got a, an even bigger potential deficiency, you know, um, in the paint. So – it's there's not a lot of options for them there unless they they as a collective they're just going to be better defensively right and pack the paint as a group like schematically do that um but then you leave yourself open to three-point shots like it is kind of pick your poison a little bit you know george listen let me explain something to you about my coaching experience of basketball okay okay it's it's very limited to three very, very good seasons, all ended in championships at the Jewish Community Center, okay? (laughs) Because I had the only one player in the entire league that could actually shoot. So that's why we won every year. So I was like the Frank Vogel of the Jewish Community Center. I had the star player, and we went out and we won the championship. If I were in Vogel's shoes right now, I wouldn't know where to start or what to do. Now, he's an NBA coach, and he's been coaching for a long time, and he's worked his way up. He got to get creative. Uh, his assistant coach and his staff, I mean, Jason Kidd, these guys got to get creative and go, okay, look, we've lost one of the best players in the league. We don't know if he's coming back. We don't have a replacement for the guy. We don't even have somebody that fits the mold to put in a backup. So you tell me if you got some brilliant ideas, but my my experience is three seasons at the JCC, babe. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. got to get creative got to find a plan that says we don't have this guy so here's what we do have and this is the style we got to play if we're going to find ways to win yeah they're going to need to figure some stuff out there for sure and i don't know if internally they have the ability to do that but let me go to solomon in lake balboa solomon what's up hey man i'm good i gotta vent a little tonight if you don't mind sure i understand the losing streak listen you've lost two big stars okay i got it but if I hear one more time that they could use a rim protector, I'm going to lose it. And I'll tell you <laughs> why. They had one. His name was Dwight Howard. They threw him out like last week's garbage. You know, they dangled him on a string. They had the same crap they did to, with Mitch Kupchak and Phil Jackson, where management and ownership are not on the same page. And he walked. And he was one of the reasons that they won a championship last year. 
Now they're talking about, we need a rim protector, we need a rim protector. Well, you had one and you let him go. That was not very smart. They didn't have to let them both go. You can't tell me that some of these games in the losing streak would have been better had you had a Dwight Howard to turn to, especially against Miami, because Marcus saw his feet were, were nailed to the ground and Bam was going around him like, like nothing. So that's, that's my vent. I know that's not a complete solution right now because you've got to play with the players you have. No, but it's you're right. Dude, yeah, but, right but here's the me, thing. Man. Here's what I would say, Solomon, and, and, and I would yeah. say this. Dwight's been bad for Philly. I know he's had a good game tonight, but, I mean, he's been relatively bad for them this year. But he's a but George. He's a role guy who who would have been who would have no. But they don't even like role. him. They, even in their in his role, um, like people there are being critical of him. No, no. What I'm saying is though is that he had a role on this team with this roster, and he was serviceable for the amount of time that you needed to use him. Look, it's it's ancient history. He's not coming back. Okay, it just gets back to the the same thing I've been talking about, which is we all thought they were so much better because of who they let go and who they brought in. And right about now, having a Dwight Howard would seem to be a helpful thing to have. And maybe even yeah, having a Rondo. Maybe. maybe. I mean, he's maybe. only playing a couple of minutes a game. He's got Joel Embiid in front of him. You know I what I mean? Understand. That's that, that's why he's not. I mean, on this team, he accepted his role. Right. But he's playing a role there, too, and it's not been very good. I understand. But, he's, but a role player on this team, he was good in his role. That's all I'm saying. And you let him walk, which is fine. But you thought you got better, and now maybe you're thinking back and you're going, geez, why did we let that thing happen? Yeah, maybe not. Listen, I, just maybe, maybe the, the Lakers... I just think the Dwight thing is overblown. All right, let me I, grab I'm one sure, more. I'm sure you're right, by the way. But, yeah. in, in but I'm just saying that it, we're all talking about it now simply for one reason, because AD's hurt and there's, no, there's really no other back, backup. There's no big man, yeah. really. So, so can I get one more in, Laura, or, or, or take the rest on, on, come on, in God, the next break? Come on. All right, we're going to go to break first. So DV, Serino, Michael, Anthony, all you guys hang out. We'll get to you on the other side. We'll finish the session. Um, you know, the, I can't be a good therapist if I don't finish the session. So uh, <laughs> the, the clock is still ticking. We got time on the clock. So we'll do that on the other side. We only have a two-minute break. Uh, we have a two-minute break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Vaya! Reggaeton! No, I know. It's reggae. It's not reggaeton. Reggaeton would be a Spanish influence on it. By the way, I did Did you see the Super Bowl commercial with Shaggy? Speaking of reggae? I did see that. The Cheetos commercial. Yeah. With uh, What's-Her-Face and... Um, What's her face and what's his face? What's his face? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mila, Mila Kunis, Kunis and, and uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah. I like Ashton Kutcher. Um, I like I really, Mila Kunis. Yeah. No, I really, I'm a big Ashton Kutcher fan. Not because of like the 70s show and not because of the two and a half men. I really love people who are not just one thing. Yeah. And I love that he's not only a famous and rich actor, but also, like, so into uh, entrepreneurial stuff and oh, yeah, early yeah. stage yeah. software investing. And I love hearing the stories of missing out on Uber oh. the first round. Or... I've got the story for you then. Go ahead, so, tell me. Are, are you, speaking of entrepreneurial, before we get to the calls and we finish our therapy session for the Lakers mm -hmm. fans today, um, 
Are you familiar with the OnlyFans website? I'm not, like, really familiar. I kind of, on the periphery, know a little bit about what it is. Tell me more. Yeah, so OnlyFans is a member, adults members only site, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is a story out today that a mom um, created an OnlyFans account, mm-hmm. and her kids have now been expelled from school because the school found out about it. So here's the story. It's from Sacramento, and the school is a Catholic school. So a 44-year-old woman named Crystal Jackson uh, got into OnlyFans. It began a, as a way to rekindle the spark in her 14-year marriage. Mm-hmm. So she was going through menopause a little early, and she's like, she just wants to have a connection with her husband again. So they would um, be posting content on OnlyFans, and it would range from pinup style photos with her and even sexy stories between the two for their subscribers. They started off immediately within a year. They were making 15 grand a month. Now they're pulling in over 150 grand a, a, a month on OnlyFans. Wow. wow. And, and her Instagram account, uh, her alias is Mrs. Poindexter, has over 500,000 followers. So the school found out, the Catholic school, and kicked her kids out. Now, that's ridiculous. I, I feel like that's silly. What? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's over the top, dude. Like, you know what? Like, she has a right to make a living. I, I mean, I guess it's a private school, so they, they can get away with it technically. Um, but that just feels ridiculous. Well, me. and then you throw in, you know, hey, we're a, a private school. We can take who we want or kick out who we want. We're also you know, religious-based, and we don't we think that's pornography, which I don't know. Maybe it is a form of pornography. I don't know, but now I'm looking up who Mrs. Poindexter is on Instagram. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So you should you should look into the story. It is kind of a cool story, and you know she's a lovely lady. Good for her uh, and her husband, for that matter. Um, What's so is. wrong with that though? Here like, who cares? Does anybody really care? If, I I don't care, but you know some people are, are some people are uptight, dude. Oh my you know, god, these especially are great these pictures. private schools, man. You know, this is a, this is a good picture <laughs> yeah, of the, her. The, at the kick sink. out the kids. Yeah. All, All right, I know. Yeah. Is I'm in the wrong business. Fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> Laura. I, what I, is up? We need to get you and Greg an OnlyFans. Oh, account. I don't know. You know what? Separate. My friends have. Yes, ew. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Ew. What the hell's wrong? With you? Why would you even go there? <laughs> oh, this is very hey. interesting. This is an interesting said, Instagram get account. <laughs> this is very interesting. You know, all of her pictures of her are in like sexy underpants. Yeah, and you know, bras. bras. And stuff, she's yeah. bending over. I mean, she's yeah. really. This yeah. is Mrs. Um, Poindexter on. Uh, on Instagram. Um, Listen to what she calls herself, George. She calls herself Average Mom, 44, yeah. Senior yeah. Executive in Technology, Computer Engineer, Mom Hunter, Secret Hot Wife, and Internet Model. Shh. This is Mrs. Poindexter on Instagram. And she is, uh, I mean, you imagine like you're trying to like have a business conversation with you and like, hey, by the way, I was checking out your Instagram. I like that one where you're at the sink in your G string and I can see the tattoo on your ass. That's hot. <laughs> now let's talk business. <laughs> Hey, listen, man. That's how it works in today's stage, all right? So, it's 2021. Man. IG models, man. Make that money. Nice uh, foot, foot Let's go to the phones. Uh, finish up our therapy session uh, here. And, you know, look, we did a public service to allow people to understand this story, which I do think they were wrong, her and her husband and her family and the kids. So, uh, sh- you know, sh- a shame on the uh, Sacramento Catholic School that uh, that got rid of them. The name of the school is here. Hold on. I want to make sure I get it before. Uh, Sacred Heart Parish. Oh, Sacred Heart. That's really hoity-toity stuff, too. Uh, listen, I'm telling you, they got those all over the country. They are they are like the hoity-toity of hoity-toity, okay? I'm tell you this, George. If the hot mom was at the Jewish Academy, uh, we wouldn't be kicking anybody out. No, there We'd you go. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go to DV in Inglewood. What's up, DV? Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for having this Laker event session. Certainly do need it for a game slide here. 
But okay. I just want to start out by saying that in the court of sports, I want to find Rob Palinka and the Lakers management one count guilty of misappropriation of personnel. I want to live too much in the past, but to let the White Howard and JaVale McGee, who I think was very underrated, go for almost nothing, they're guilty. And we're going through it now, and we're suffering for it. So that's what I want to say, and it sucks, guys. Well, well, I can't do anything about JaVale because JaVale can't come back even if they wanted to. But listen to that, Jordan. You wanted to have a therapy session. Listen to this gentleman right here. Listen to this guy. Yeah. He needs it. Yeah. You know, he's he's gone. We had to go. I'm going to answer his question off the air because I want to help as many people as possible here. But um, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of help for the JaVale McGee part of it. But look, you know, it was a a – they made a calculated risk, right, assuming AD's health. And that, based on his history, um, even though he hasn't had a, a, a really catastrophic injury, and you know, I don't, you know, this one, I don't know if you classify it as that or they're just being cautious, um, you know, was probably not a bet I would have been willing to make. I probably would have had at least one more big man. Um, and I think at the buyout market, they will, they will correct some of this. I also think they need some shooting at the buyout market, too. I don't think it's just a big man. Uh, let me go to Sereno, also in Inglewood. What's up, Sereno? <laughs> Hey, uh, it's uh, Sereno from Oh, Sereno, uh, my bad. Uh, all good, all good. First time uh, caller, long time listener. Love you guys. Um, I just wanted to get something off my chest. I believe that Markeith Morris is playing some of the most horrific basketball I've ever seen over the last five or six games. Mm-hmm. The man can't stop a nosebleed on defense and couldn't throw a rock in a pond on offense. I, I mean, it's just it's deplorable to watch. I think we need to ship him and Jared Dudley out for um, P.J. Tucker immediately. Immediately. Well, here's the thing. Thank I don't you guys. Think... Love you guys. Stay safe. Thank you, brother. All right, Sereno, appreciate it. So here's the deal on those two guys that you just mentioned. Um, they are cap basically on one-year bird right deals, so they can veto any deal. Um, yeah, I can tell you Jared, Jared Dudley ain't going anywhere. And by right. the way, what was he doing in the game last night? Uh, well, it was a blowout. No, but I, it was early. He came in oh. early. Well, I think they were just trying to find a spark early in the game. But, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Um, so, and the, the P.J. Tucker thing is going to be hard because the Lakers are hard-capped, which means that they are going to have to do – like, they, if they, they cannot make a deal that puts them over where they're uh, – a specific threshold. So, it, it only makes this even more challenging. It's kind of like, you know, threading a needle here a little bit when trying to make a move. Um, let's go next to Michael in LA. Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. Yeah, doing really good as a matter of uh, fact. So are you laying down on the Sedano therapy couch here, dude? Yeah, I'm nice and comfy. You guys have, uh, eased a little bit of my, my worries about the Lakers, but okay. I still got a few. All right. Lay it on us. Um, do you think the need for a big man ridden protector is overblown? And also, no, no, no. give me a couple realistic uh, buyout trade candidates. Um, I mean, as much as I hate it, the Hassan Whiteside thing is possible because he's making a, a veteran's minimum. So that that would be a guy. The cooler? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I, got a, do I, I got a good uh, – I, I thought highly of him last year in the playoffs when he was yeah. in Portland. yeah. Uh, Anthony, I'm sorry in Pasadena we didn't get a chance to get to you and all the other guys on hold. I, my apologies. Um, Cap, 
We got to run because it's yeah, Travis and Slee next. Excellent work as always. Hey, outstanding job by this entire team. Much love to all the great 710 listeners out there. And George Sedano, you are the man. All right, great job, Greg and Laura, as well. Travis and Sliwa are up next. Stick around. 710 ESPN. Chimato!